It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison. He's Chris Russell. We are your host of this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating. Leave a review. And Chris and I are not here. You can find Chris over to Team 9.83, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday with his co-host there, Pete Medhurst. Find Russell and Medhurst on the Odyssey app. You can also find the Locked On Washington football team podcast on the Odyssey app. Chris also covers WFT and writing for SI.com. He's on Twitter at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82. The show is at Locked WFT Pod. Today we are brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Chris, another day of practices in the book, some more audio. We're going to get a lot from uh, Ron Rivera in today's episode, but something that we didn't have time to touch on yesterday, so we want to touch on today, is basically what I'm going to label the curious case of Cole Boozer. Yeah, (laughs) Cole Boozer, and and first of all, good to be with you. Uh, David was here mm, 26 hours, um, offensive tackle, signed. He had played with the the, uh, D.C. the 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 DC XFL team, the ill-fated DC XFL team, uh, and he was number sixty-nine there, by the way. Uh, and he signed on on Saturday, and just about fifteen minutes or so into practice on Sunday, we saw him leave the field, and and, and I wasn't no. paying that much attention quite honestly to him, you know, because there's so much going on. And then we find out later on in the afternoon that he's released. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I wish I could offer you a whole lot of detail there. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot of explanation other than, you know, I, I mean, you could, you could deduce that maybe he had something flagged in his medicals. I don't know. Um, but cl- clearly they did, they didn't see, they didn't have a chance to evaluate him, and you know how bad could he have been in the first 10 15 minutes of individual so uh it's weird uh it is a a weird situation i don't think you know anybody's going to lose any sleep over it now what's interesting is they signed a center john toth t-o-t-h on monday morning and a couple of things here one I think Keith Ismael has kind of struggled a little bit in camp here. Second year, fifth round draft pick from last year out of San Diego State. Uh, he's down on the ground a lot, number one. Number two, um, he's a model. So we asked Chase Roulier about him, <laughs> and Chase didn't know anything about it. He was like, well, yeah, at first I've <laughs> heard of it uh it was this weird awkward thing because you don't see offensive linemen and models together at once so at least it's an interesting story if nothing else from john toth uh t-o-t-h who is now for now a part of the washington roster 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost on Cole Boozer, I mean, yeah, it, it just a just a weird situation. And uh, I mean, he was he was with the team so little that we really didn't even have time to really dive into what he might bring to the field. I mean, again, you know, at, at this stage in the game, you look at these signings as as long shots to make the roster. They're guys who are just kind of in as camp bodies usually, but you never know. You know, you might find a diamond in the rough. But yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, just a little over twenty four hours with with the organization. You know, basically a cup of coffee on the football field that he's pulled off. You have to imagine something medical. I don't know if it's COVID related or or something else. I mean, you assume he was you know cleared for you know COVID protocols, obviously before he ever stepped on the field. Uh, I don't think the team would have been reckless about that type of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe they wanted Toth in the first place and didn't get word until he was already on the practice squad that Toth was going to agree. So they said, hey, let's pull the plug now while we while we can. I don't. There, possible. There's a lot of what ifs to it, so you don't want to speculate too much. Uh, but then, yeah, going on to Toth, yeah, Chase Rulia, his his reaction is is classic. So I mean, uh, if any any Washington football team fans haven't seen the press conferences, you know, uh, the team's got it up on their website by now, most likely. If not, it's on YouTube. Go and check it out. You can just kind of see his his shock. And listen, after the press conferences were done, I I, I had I was like, you know what? I've never seen this guy. I, like, I had to Google it, and I, and look, he's a he's a good looking dude. Like I could I could see why he's done some modeling and stuff, and he and he looked pretty. He looked. Uh, comfortable in the shots that I saw from him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, if, if anything else, he's good for uh, at least an anecdotal story. I'm sure that the guys, having just found out about it, um, are probably gave him a, a nice hard time, oh, probably yeah. taking a lot of pictures with him there in the locker room. And if any of you out there, listeners, subscribers, what have you, have a modeling agency or need a, mo- a, a male model who happens to be a little bit bigger in girth, hey. we've got the perfect guy for you. I mean, yeah. never say we never did anything for you. There you we go. Were, we're serving up client, you know, potential clients left and right. You know, absolutely, and we're also serving up the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action with our friends over at BetOnline.ag. We're doing it all season, no matter what season. Baseball season in full swing. When the hockey playoffs were going on, the NBA playoffs were going on. BetOnline.ag was still there. Now that football is coming back, BetOnline.ag still your best place to go to get sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information for all your sporting needs. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, head over to betonline.ag, sign up today, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us as we roll towards preseason game number one this Thursday night. In New England, along with David Harrison at dharrison82 on Twitter. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Make sure you follow the podcast at LockedWFTPod. All right, let's get to it. Ron Rivera talking about the initial plan for Thursday night in Foxborough against the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, of course, no Tom Brady, as we all know, and also... Why he kind of hates the preseason, but listen, listen, it's good, Ron Rivera. Vision of the preseason didn't have that here last year. 
coaches, a lot of coaches seem to have evolved, you know, thinking about the post-preseason games. How does the third, how does only having three alter your approach or anything? And what, you know, do you anticipate a lot of starters playing Thursday? And you- well, I, yeah, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play our guys on Thursday. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, you know, it's a great opportunity. Um, it's against a good, very good football team, well coached. So I'm excited about that potential. Um, think that uh you know having the three games and then having a two-week prep period for the for, for the first game you know it's going to behoove us to play the guys a little bit more at least that's my opinion what what is it that you you know in the first game like that how much would you ideally want to play a guy like ryan fitzpatrick and what would you want to see from him ideally play him enough that's that's probably the biggest thing but you know you're looking for is the command Command of the offense, command of what's going on in the field, um, and I think the respect of his teammates when he's on the field. So that that's what we're really looking for. We want some success, obviously, but the truth of the matter is, you know, the, the, those things all come with time. Uh, this will be our first exposure, his first exposure, um, you know, as our as our as our first quarterback out there right now. Has your appreciation for the preseason changed now that you're a coach versus when you were a player? Um. Not really. Um, it's just a different perspective more than it is anything else. You know, I think there are some important aspects to the preseason, you know, not just the practice, but the opportunity to compete against a, an opponent. Um, and because I, I think there's there's nothing like true competition. Uh, as a coach, one of the things that I always tell our guys is, you know, we get high on, on, on players when you're practicing against each other. Uh, that's because there's no consequences. When you start putting an opponent out there and you start keeping score, now there's consequences. So for a coach, now's the chance to really see. You know, you may have a, a defensive back that makes a lot of plays. And you say, guys, he's doing that. Well, if you look at the tape, you see he's jumping specific routes. No consequences. Now you're in the game time. Now that's what we really look for. It's the same thing when, you know, we do the one-on-one pass rush. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, an end will get caught up on something and he'll just kind of shut it down. Well, in a the game, there's consequences because you can see that. Practice a little bit different. Um, so for me, I, I think it's really just perspective more than it is anything else. Um, no matter how I look at it, it you know, I still hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Um, just because it's, it's not the real deal. I, I can't wait for the regular season to start. I really can't. And you get very anxious. I mean, the first couple of days of camp, it's cool because you're seeing everybody again and it's fresh and it's new. And then after a while, it becomes drudgery. Um, you know, you got to remember, um, I played in a, a little different era when things were just a little bit different. Um, so as a coach, the appreciation of, of, of the good old days uh, is, um, is missed on these young guys because they don't know. They, they, they have no idea what it was really like. All right, so David, uh, you hear Ron Rivera. I mean, we didn't know exactly how he was going to attack this, but with only three preseason games, and remember they had none last year, um, with only three preseason games, it stood to reason that the starters, the veterans, were going to play a little bit more in a first preseason game than sometimes you would see around the league. There's coaches that believe veteran starters, especially quarterbacks, should not play at all for any reason, uh, i.e. Sean McVay. I mean, he hates the preseason. You just heard Ron Rivera talk about uh, that. But he says, uh, unless he kind of pulls the plug on us, 
He said Thursday night at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough that Ryan Fitzpatrick and the starters are going to play some. Now, what that means, we don't know. If they go on one good long drive, maybe that's it. Maybe if they go three and out, maybe it's two or three drives. Um, I don't know what sense you have for how much he's going to play. I don't know if it's possible to have a good sense, but I'm pleased that that Ryan Fitzpatrick and the starters are at least going to play some in this particular game. Uh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, fans of the team have to be excited uh, to get to see all these new players and new additions and, and kind of this new look Washington football team go out there and get the year started. I mean, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to be excited about, again, how much you're going to see before you get into the depth pieces. But I mean, even those depth pieces, you know, you're talking about guys like Dax Mill, and you're talking about some of these new new tight ends, some of these rotational offensive linemen who might have a bigger role moving forward. So, I mean, there's still, you know, you're going to see, you know, probably a good amount of more Benjamin St. Juice and you say, than you will say William Jackson III. Uh, so there, there's, there's going to be plenty of things to see no matter which string uh, is on the field. As far as the first string is concerned, I, w- I mean, if you know, if there's a prop bet at betonline.ag for how long the starters are going to play for Washington on Thursday night, I would probably, you know, I, if the over under is one and a half drives, I would probably go, I would probably take the under. Uh, but I think a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, and we heard Coach Rivera talk about wanting to see Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of have that command, have that control of the offense, the communication, you know, some of the timing things. And I think really it's the confidence and command that you're looking for more than the timing. You know, if you have some ugly routes or you have some missed passes because of timing, stuff like that, it, it's almost kind of to be expected in this first this first stanza. But if you have a confident offense that goes out there, they, they call the plays well, everybody's lined up properly, the signals are being directed uh, properly, then I think you're probably looking at one drive. And if it's uglier, then you might see two. I don't think you get past three just because – Right. Even if it's ugly, even if it's not going well, the longer you have them on the field, the more opportunity there is for for catastrophe. Um, And with Kyle Allen not healthy, Steven Montez not doing well, you you don't want to put Ryan Fitzpatrick out there in harm's way any longer than you absolutely have to. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, I do expect Steven Montez to play a lot on Thursday night. There's no reason why Ryan Fitzpatrick has to play a whole lot. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and and real quickly, just, you know, on Ron hating, quote unquote, the preseason. I mean, I think that's Ron just being a, a football coach and being a, yeah. you know, he understands, right, that it's a necessary evil. But he also understands that when you're not keeping, you know, score for real and when there's nothing really on the line usually bad can come out of that Uh, but but again it's a necessary evil in that you can only do so much in practice you can't tackle full speed in practice guys have to get ready um for the physicality of the NFL. And I know they got away with it last year and there's different ways you can go about it, but you know, you kind of have to do this uh, to go through the uh, process. So I, I think Ron was just kind of teasing a little bit, obviously. <laughs> and he said it with uh, a little sly smile uh, on his face. Uh, David also wanted to uh, get to Rivera's thoughts on Terry McLaurin, his development, and then also the positive influence on Dayami Brown, the third round pick out of North Carolina. Um, you know, I, I, I think Terry coming into camp has worked hard on his release. He's talked about that. Terry is the ultimate professional. He's so mature. He's such a good leader. He's such a not look at me type of guy, but he's fiery. Don't get, don't make mistake. Mm-hmm. 
He's fiery, but he, along with Deami Brown and Adam Humphreys and whatever Curtis Samuel gets on the field, they are going to be such a good quartet if they can all stay healthy and if they can all grow together. Absolutely. And uh, Ron Rivera talked a little bit about Terry McLaurin's development during training camp coming in from the offseason, and he mentioned that influence he's had on the rookie, Deami Brown. With, with Terry McLaurin, I know a lot's been talked about with him and yourself included. What, when you, he talks a lot about patience. How do you see that in the route running? Seems like his body's very, I guess, doesn't have a lot of noise to it when he runs his routes, head still, you know, all that. What are some of the little things you see in terms of the patience that has really been different for, different for him in this camp? I think it's really about his route running more than is anything else, and that's, you know, selling the route a little bit more before you break off it. And, you know, sometimes certain routes, you know, they account for a certain amount of depth, and sometimes a guy gets anxious and he breaks the route off too soon and he's not really where he needs to be. That's probably one of the things that you see about Terry. His route running is getting even better. Um, and, and it's also for a couple of our other guys. You know, it's just understanding that, you know, you've got to make sure you're at the optimal depth. You've got to make sure you get the optimal width on your release. Those are things that are important. Those are the little things that, you know, require a little bit of patience, a little bit of discipline when you run routes. How much do you see that trickling down, what he does trickle down to some of the other younger guys? Well, the one guy that you really see is you see Diami really kind of showing some, some, some really positive things uh, as, as Dax. You know, you see these young guys, they're watching these veteran guys, and I think they're learning from them. All right, so Chris there, again, hearing from Coach Rivera about, you know, the star wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. And then this is this is kind of, we, we talk about Ron Rivera, or Ron Rivera, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and kind of never having that playoff vehicle to really drive and going back through his history. And, you know, uh, again, the, the best roster he ever got to quarterback was in Tampa, but it, it wasn't his roster to quarterback. Jameis Winston uh, was serving a suspension. And then, you know, by the time it kind of got to the point where Dirk Cutter was flip-flopping between the two because he was basically trying to save his job, uh, like we see so many other times in the past, it, it was pretty much a done deal and there's really nothing to be salvaged at that point. So... But this is also Terry McLaurin's opportunity because he mm-hmm. has has done an amazing job of carving out a very good start to his young career, despite all of the quarterback drama going on in the nation's capital. Some of it, you know, good drama, some of it bad drama, some of it, you know, unavoidable drama like injuries and stuff like that. And and through it all, you know, how many receivers in the world can go out there and say, you know, well, I would have had better production if I had more consistent quarterback play. Nobody has had more inconsistent quarterback play to start their career. I would be willing to wager than Terry McLaurin, and he's done great. So now that he's going to have a vested veteran in there, a leader, and and, and Coach Rivera talked about how well they've clicked already and, and how well that connection has already worked out. I mean, this is a huge opportunity for Terry McLaurin because a lot of people look at him, uh, and honestly, myself included, as basically a wide receiver two in the in the grand NFL scheme who is is conducting wide receiver one uh, duties, and he's doing it admirably. Mm-hmm. This, to me, is his opportunity to enter true wide receiver one category and conversation yes. across the league if he and Ryan Fitzpatrick can get on the same page. And like you said, I mean, going behind, I mean, who would have thought a year ago that this wide receiver group, I mean, I think by the end of this year, you could be talking about this wide receiver group being the best in the NFC East and then starting to compete to be one of the best in the NFC. No doubt. Um, You know, now, listen, you you can have all the plans on paper you want. If guys don't stay healthy, that's going to obviously hurt. If Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, is more Ryan uh, Fitztragic, that's going to hurt. Uh, But like you said, Terry McLaurin has made, what, chicken salad out of chopped chicken liver or whatever, you know, whatever analogy you can basically 
uh, use to kind of describe the quarterback situation and, quite honestly, the lack of talent and depth around him. This is his best shot, like you said, to emerge into if he's a, a, a two now or if maybe you look at him as a 1A, you know, this is absolutely his best opportunity to emerge into a one and a clear one and a top eight, seven, whatever receiver around the NFL, because Ryan Fitzpatrick's skill set is going to allow for some long balls, right? That wasn't Alex Smith's forte. Dwayne Haskins had that in him, but Dwayne Haskins wasn't any good and he wasn't mature, even though he and Terry had the connection from Ohio state, as you've talked about, you're a big Buckeye guy. Um, You know, so to me, this is the perfect setup, assuming that again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is more, Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic and more importantly stays healthy because now we see again Taylor Heineke who's had his struggles up and down in camp so far right Mm -hmm. we'll see more on him on Thursday night but on on Monday he hurt himself again I watched it with my very own eyes he was limping around he was hobbling around maybe it was just in the in the moment you know when you bang your leg when you bang your foot when you twist something it hurts real bad and then you kind of as you walk around on it, you get a little, he got better as the practice went along, but he was really favoring it on Monday morning, uh, David. So, you know, I, I asked Ron Rivera about that after the practice and he, he kind of dismissed it and said that, ah, you know, not, not that big of a deal. Didn't think it was that serious. That's why they kept him in. And to Taylor's credit, mm-hmm. he obviously stayed in there. He fought, he was favoring it the first couple of periods after the initial uh, injury and then got stronger as the practice went along. So, uh, you know, good to see that because he's a guy who's dealt with a lot of injury situations in his career needs to stay healthy for him and for this football team. This episode of Locked on Washington football team podcast brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. You guys know there's all sorts of makes and models of cars, foreign, domestic, old, new sports cars, you know, four door sedan, whatever car or truck that you might have on your hands. And sometimes even you go to the big super par- super auto parts stores, right? Or the dealers, and they don't have what you need. Well, why deal with that when you don't even have to leave your couch, your kitchen table, uh, your bed, wherever you want to order it, when you can go to rockauto.com because they're going to be able to get you whatever you need for whatever make or model uh, that you have. And they're going to be able to do it at a fair price that is fair to everyone across the board. That's right. No more discounts for the car mechanic down the road or the buddy down the street of the auto parts superstore, because you're going to be treated just like that guy. You're going to be treated the same and get whatever part you need fast and friendly and at the best price possible. Here's what we want you to do. We want you to go to rockauto.com. We want you to explore their website, find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison, Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at russellmedia61. And, of course, find the show at Locked WFT Pod. And, Chris, one more clip of audio from head coach Ron Rivera speaking on Monday after practice, uh, talking about he was asked about Cam Newton and kind of what he's learned from coaching quarterback like Cam Newton and how he's taking those lessons to uh, today and, and his coaching career uh, presently. So let's hear from Coach Rivera about what he had to say on his coaching techniques. And just with Thursday, you know, just with Cam Newton being on the Patriots, when you look back on your time with him, were there things you learned in developing him and, you know, working with him over the years that you've been able to apply now to the quarterback situation here? Well, one of the biggest things we talked about is doing that, that player's strength, sticking mm-hmm. to what he does best. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the things that, that I think really made Cam such a special player is the things that he did best, he did really good. He really, really did. And he's that kind of player. Um, he can optimize his talents, um, and and when you do that, you give him a chance to succeed. And, and you know, he's a guy that I, I, I personally, I never, I would never vote against. All right. So once again, that's Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Football Team. Your Washington Football Team, talking about kind of learning those lessons, Chris, and and you know, kind of accentuating what the players do the best. And and that's what I love to hear because there there are a lot of coaches more than I think many people realize who they look for the quarterback to fit what the scheme needs them to be and become versus coaching the quarterback they have. And I just, I think, you know, to me, it's, it's such a common sense approach to say my guy, you know, runs really well, throws the ball outside the pocket better than anything else. And, you know, is really great diagnosing defenses once the kind of the, the, the script is broken down a little bit. So let's let our guy do that if necessary, start in the pocket, but, but enable them to be able to do what they do best that's what Cam Newton did. That's what Cam Newton had so much success doing in Carolina. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a different type of quarterback, but still kind of that underrated mobility. So what do you kind of think? I know we have a, we have our game preview episode still coming, but just right. kind of on the surface, how do you think this Ron Rivera accentuate what the quarterback does best approach means for a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, I, I think what it means why they picked him is because of the mobility that Alex Smith and maybe Dwayne Haskins didn't have that Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke have, but uh, Fitzpatrick has a better arm, more experience, more everything than quite honestly, those guys. So I think what you're going to see is a lot more deep shots, especially early in games. And then that's going to help set up. I truly believe play action off of boots uh, and little waggles and 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 kind of getting him uh, out into space, maybe where he can isolate one half of the field or one third of the field, kind of depending on the coverages that they see, whether you're playing zone, man, what have you. I, I think that's what you're going to see most and, and most noticeably when it comes to Ryan Fitzpatrick's influence on this offense. It's not like they're going to run a ton of read option. You know, maybe they'll sprinkle that in, obviously, uh, on a red zone keeper, that type of thing inside the five-yard line. You might see that, but that's not going to be a natural part of this offense. We've talked about RPOs. That's going to be a factor here, although I haven't seen as many of those uh, in training camp practices that I've been to, but maybe they're saving more of that for, uh, again, the preseason and, of course, uh, the regular season. And also, I think they're going to use, instead of traditional play action, I think they're going to use a lot of jet sweeps and jet motion to fool with 
defensive uh, backs and linebackers or make them pause and so that Fitzy yeah. can easily identify the coverages. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love everything about that. I hope all that comes true. And that's exactly what I'm expecting. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he is a guy who honestly, he kind of thrives in chaos. So if you can make the defense a little bit chaotic and give Ryan Fitzpatrick some, some I guess what you consider kind of non-traditional reads, uh, as crazy as it kind of sounds sometimes, that's almost kind of when he's in his best element. Uh, it's almost like, you know, he, he's such a smart human being. We all kind of know his background and, and all that. But it's almost like if he thinks too much about what he's doing, that's when disasters can happen. We know a lot of quarterbacks like that. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and I'll tell you, I'll throw this out there too, Chris. I know that Coach Rivera kind of, you know, downplayed what happened with Taylor. And he did look better as the day went on. But look, you know, Kyle Allen is 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 still not healthy. Steve Montez, you know, he, he kind of is what he is at this point. Uh, if Taylor Heineke is at all nicked up, I mean, Jamie Newman is still out there. You know, he, he did end up signing with the Philadelphia Eagles, got waived. There's really not a whole lot of story about why he got waived um, coming out about that. But, I mean, Jamie Newman is out there, and he kind of fits the bill of what we're talking about here. So just 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 a name for me to throw out there in case anybody out there is listening. Uh, and, uh, that's a name I know you were very high on at the Senior Bowl, and obviously others were as well. And they might have to go down that road, although Ron said mm, not going down that road just right now. We'll see after a preseason game or two. All right, guys, you know, betting on the Washington football team and professional football or even college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling at Daily Picks Blood Specials, wrong team favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.com gene wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to be a part of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, two ways for you to do so. LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's LockedWFTPod at gmail.com if you want to do it that way. Or voicemail 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. We want to hear from you either way, 301-615-3577. That's going to do it for us on this episode of LOWFT. For David Harrison, Chris Russell, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.